welcome to the season three finale of the Manic Podcast. I'm Liam, and joining me through the powers of the internet, he's once, twice, three times a Tobias. I am three times. You are three times a Tobias. How are you doing? I'm good. I am the magic number. Ooh. As <laughs> you've mentioned, the magic number, this is the season three finale. So season three is coming to a close. We're going to be taking a look at whether or not adding a third entry into a well-established franchise or formula is a good or bad thing. So with that in mind, today we're also joined through the powers of the internet by a third host. She's so positive, she's practically a proton. It's the lovely Carly. Hello, Carly. <laughs> Hello, Aiden, and welcome. Hi. Oh my God, I'm giddy. And thus, I, it, the you I loved, did. I, oh my God, that was, was like looking, the best. She was looking so happy at being called Do you know proton. what? I like it so much when a guest basically pre writes their own introduction. <laughs> and I'm just like, let's see what they've got on their socials. It was great. Earlier, Liam sent me to like, can you uh, secretively give descriptive words about you? And I gave a couple and then was like, actually, just read her TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> She's I'm given aware, herself a description. I'm very aware that some of the words I used to describe you to on, intro- in, on the introduction are either words I may have made up <laughs> or are very long fancy words that I don't normally use and I was looking for one similar for Carly but I think this was this was perfect it was the science team are gonna love it yay the science team that's the, the superhero team that Carly belongs to they're like the event <laughs> more academic yeah. <laughs> how does it feel to be here not in person let's let's put that out there not in, not in person but how does it feel to be here through the powers of the internet I'm not gonna lie I'm fangirling hard Yes, you listen yes. to that fast. Ladies and gentlemen, we actually have a guest who listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the day had to happen eventually. <laughs> it has finally arrived. I mean, what better time to, to get Carly in than our season three finale? Yes. Now, the thing is, Carly is through the powers of the internet for me. But Carly's not through the powers of the internet for you, Mr. Tabahus. I she? know. She's sitting on the sofa where you used to sit. <laughs> No, okay, no, 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 no. This is not the <laughs> angle I was going with for this. I was going to go to a really nice introduction here, but no, you were like, she's replaced you, Liam. And let's get this clear right now, Tobias. Nobody replaces Liam, they just substitute. <laughs> don't know how I feel about that. I think you hold a different part of his heart. Together, oh. we hold the heart up. <laughs> if, if you couldn't guess from that, ladies and gentlemen, Carly is Tobias' girlfriend. You see? She's real. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I know. Actually, that's a good point because I've been referencing her. It's nice that actually there's a voice now. Yeah. So, um, you know, at some when you finish this and he gives you the payment for the voice acting, we'll, we, can, we, can cut the, we can cut the ruse. We can cut this ruse. This is actually Jennifer. We found her on a casting called Pro. No, that's Jenny a lie. From the block. She is from the block. She does a very good Carly impression. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this editing process is going to be a lot of me just editing pauses out while we, we let Carly stop chuckling. I know. <laughs> the possibility. Is a possibility. Now, as it is the season three finale, we thought we'd get a third in because it makes a perfect sense. I'm trying to do everything in threes. We've technically even got three segments, but only one of them will be publicly hidden from people. If that makes sense. Yes, that is correct. Publicly hidden does not make sense. Publicly <laughs> hidden. Well, no, the public know about it, but we've hidden it from them. That is true. So it's publicly hidden. They- there's a paywall there. There is a paywall. There is a paywall. <laughs> and actually, 
I was actually going to say, technically, you Carly is the first non-patron to look behind the patron curtain. That is true. You should be scary, but we won't. You're not allowed to tell people. Only no. pay, only the payers can know. Yeah. Because if you do tell people, you might think you've got on away with it. But we'll know. Yeah. We'll it will be held over you for eternity. Yeah, just, you know, no pressure or anything. Yeah. No, no, no pressure at all. So the way we're going to celebrate this season three finale is by looking at the third installments in some popular, less popular series. We've each brought a couple of films. We haven't pre-discussed them, so we might have some copies. But it's just generally to see if a third film is necessary, good, bad or horrific. Sound good? Good, bad and ugly. Gotcha. Good, bad and (laughs) the good, the bad and the ugly season three finale. Title. Nice. Featuring Carly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That means that people will decide out of us who's the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm not going to come out well I, in this. Charlie, I feel like you're probably safe here. Yeah. I feel like, especially as this is only an audio format, they know <laughs> what we look like. So I think you're definitely safe of the ugly one just by default there. That's true. You yeah. put our faces out there. People the question it. is, Tobias, who's yeah. got a less ugly voice? You. Hey, I, I, it's, you've got a radio voice. You've got a voice for radio. Yes, I may have the voice for radio, Tobias, but you have the face for radio. Oh! <laughs> oh! oh. So, you subtle, straight into it. We're making oh. subtle jigs each other. So this is not only is this the season finale; it's the finale. We're not yeah. doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've each brought a couple of uh, suggestions of third films, just to see how they rank. I don't know if anyone has purposely brought any that they think are terrible. But it'll be interesting to see. And I thought, as Carly is our guest, we could, we could take it in turns, basically. You know, name yeah. one each. We'll let Carly go first. So, Carly. Oh, bring it on. Your third film's us. Do you want all three? Or, no, like, I, one at a time? Just chuck, one. Chuck one just of them one. at us. And we'll have okay. a discussion about it. I'm going to start with my favourite, then. Okay. Which has got to be Return of the King. Return of the King from Lord okay. of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, now that makes sense. For me, it's just a lot of fighting, though. Yeah, it's wrapping everything up. But with a lot of fighting. A lot. And a lot of endings. It's got a lot of endings in it. There are so <laughs> many endings, yeah. So actually, that's what we're going to do. There's so the many like, heartfelt tears. We're going to do lots of fights. Why do you like it so much? Hmm. Oh, it's the happy conclusion to what has been like epic drama. You... Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So for you, I mean, a lot of people always are unhappy with an ending to a franchise they've loved. There's always something that they don't agree with. Uh, do you think two two questions here? One, do you think it wraps up everything exactly how you want it? And also, is it a decent adaption of the book? I don't know about the book because I found trying to read anything that Tolkien wrote impossible it was too much. Um, but as to wrapping everything up, yeah, you kind of had your little tears, but you kind of knew that like it had to go that way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I haven't seen that one for for a long time. The only thing I have to compare it to is I watched uh, Hobbit Three: Battle of the Five oh, Armies literally like two days ago. I'm not a fan of that one. No, the thing is, I didn't think I was going to be because. My issue with the third Lord of the Rings film is it's just a, it's a lot of fighting. And I was like, well, going into this one, it tells you there's five armies in the title. Um, so, you know, there's going to be 
a fair amount of combat. But I actually found it one of the easier ones to watch. Not necessarily enjoyment-wise, but it is also the shortest of all the three Hobbit films. I found... I haven't seen it. I own it. I haven't seen it since it was at the cinema. Right. I remember being quite bored. And that feeling, considering how much later in time it was to Return of the King, the CGI wasn't as good. I don't think it stands up as well. I get, and I will say actually, the thing that I think is one of the biggest letdowns of Battle of the Five Armies is the fact that the second film and first one big up to this uh, Smaug thing, and actually he's only in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, spoilers, (laughs) spoilers for the books that were written twenty, thirty years ago. But, but Return of King got some good moments in it. Hang on, did you just say that The Hobbit was written twenty, thirty years ago? And what? <laughs> I turned 30 this year. I'm adamant that Tolkien wrote them before I was born. Yes. So that, I mean, but... that would be plus of what I said then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am 31, so he definitely wrote them longer than I've been alive. But we're not here for facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, we don't promise any accuracy or factuality about any of these things we say. In, in Some fact, of these films might exist. Every episode... Our audience has been getting something that is wrong <laughs> at some point. But now you can look back through the episodes and play What's a Lie? <laughs> the greatest lie, he's, he's not called Liam. <laughs> That's not even my name. Paul. That's my name. He doesn't look Paul. like a no, that, 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 what, Which is that, ironic because that's my stepdad's name. I know, I was about to <laughs> say. I, you know I said Paul without thinking and then I put the surname to it and I went, well, that was unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> of all the names. So if I can't do this podcast anymore with Tobias, my uh, stepdad will step in because I've already basically announced him. Yeah, cool. And we <laughs> he can does not playing. know how to work computers. Just so you know that. It needs to be a Mandy, though, for the manic to it work. Does. Get my sister in. Does she know how to edit? Better than my stepdad does. <laughs> <laughs> Bar's already very low. Okay. But Return of the King is the yeah. first entry for this. It's quite, uh, a, quite a worthy, worthy one. Yeah, I think it's uh, Having watched it recently with you. Got... Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my only, well, I don't know if I would say a downfall for it, is I don't think you can watch it as a solo film. No. You do need to have watched the others. Before. Oh, yeah, no. None of the films in The Hobbit or the the Lord of the Rings series you could watch as a solo. Even the first one of either of them. No, because there's, there's no the ending. Setup. It's just like they've gone slice. Yeah, yeah. I I did because I hadn't read the book. So when I saw uh, Fellowship of the Ring, yeah, I didn't know it. Literally, they're just on the road. They're just still walking. They haven't got anywhere. And I'm like, how how does it end? How what is it? The actual ending of it It with um, Boromir getting shot, Aragorn trying to fight off the orcs, Merry and Pippin are taken away by the orcs. Oh, is that only the first one? Okay. Yeah. Sam, Sam, and Frodo end up on a boat. No, I don't think yeah. they're on the boat. Yeah, they're, 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 they're I just them, remember they? it was the first film that I'd seen that did not have an ending. Yeah, it's frustrating. Like, as a solo it's a viewing experience. Film. And I also, when I watched it, had a cold, and I was oh. desperately trying not to cough. And I, the only time I really coughed and spluttered was I laughed when Boromir did his, they've taken the little ones. And I just found that amusing. And <laughs> Heartless. <laughs> Heart, you're like, you know what? I hope he gets shot. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah, and then it ended and I was literally like, 
is that it? Not only do I hope he gets shot, but I hope he doesn't remember that he's got a shield on his back and could have used it to block the entire time. (laughs) But we were talking about third films. We were. Well, Uh, films are gone. Long long (laughs) Well, actually, that's not true. That's not true. His dad's really moany about it. (laughs) His dad's poor Walter. Walter, Walter, Walter Walter is thinking like, what the heck? Well, you know. Yeah, I know, right? We were like, uh, oh, yeah, no right. cares about you, not even your family. Yeah. Return of the King. Good, one. good, good, one. good first choice there. Well done. Okay, to the house. Right, first century. I'm going to go for a film that I, I actually made Carly watch recently. Okay, um, but I kind of because it was the third film, but not in the same way that. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> Not in the same way that uh, Return of the King, you have to have watched two other films. Yeah. But the film, I'm going to say, you don't need to have done, but I still think if it's the third film, you perhaps should have watched. So uh, my favourite film in the franchise is Mission Impossible 3. Ah. Right. But I did start you off with the first one because I thought, well... It's a bit weird to start you off on the third one. It's lunacy. Yeah. Uh, But for me, the third Mission Impossible film is the best one. Uh, I think it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's, I think, a really menacing, scary villain. I don't remember anything about the third one. Um, Honestly, it opens with them essentially shooting Tom Cruise's wife in it. Uh, and then you go back to the start and to see them like they're getting married. Um, you know, he's he's living an ordinary life. He's kind of stepped away from the whole Mission Impossible thing. But okay. then he gets drawn back in because one of his recruits that he's been training has been, capti- have, uh, been captured by Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Yeah. And basically, I think it's one of the most frantic um, non-stop Mission Impossibles that they've done. Yeah. Uh, and they also kind of went into a bit of the science. Like, it's the first time you see how they make the masks. Mission Impossible is very famous for someone impersonating someone else using I a mask. I think you've mentioned that scene before on class, actually. Possibly. It, it shows you the science of how they change someone's voice. Uh, I think it's really good. I and think I've never seen it. They've got a nice dynamic where, yes, it is. It's always Tom Cruise. He's always front centre. But you get a bit more of how the team work, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, now the sixth one gets a lot of praise. Uh, that has a similar non-stop. It's the one with Henry Cavill. That's the one that ended up in the snow, right? In the snow, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But for me, it's actually between the sixth one and the third one. But I rest on uh, Mission Impossible Three. It's directed by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Uh, and it really kind of also kickstarted the first. Three Mission Impossibles are directed by different directors. They have very different styles and they don't really connect other than the fact it's Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt and uh, Ving Rhymes is in it. But from that point, things started becoming more connected. Storyline started coming together as an arc. Yeah. And I just think it's, as a third entry, quite exciting and really a step up. Yeah, I get that. So you've both gone for nice, positive third films you said that last one was a step up yes i'm going for my first entry into what is easily the worst film in the trilogy i'm going for x-men last stand oh because oh my goodness it's trash <laughs> isn't that the one that killed the franchise 
No, no, no. I think you're probably. Which one are you thinking of? Is the so that was like the original. Speak up. The original, like uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the one where Magneto lifts the bridge. Yeah, which actually is one of the better scenes in it. And Patrick Stewart explodes. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, the first two films were both done by, um, what's his name? Brian Singer. Yeah. He's the one who brought all the actors together. He does the first two. The second film is one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, but the third one, he stepped away because he decided rather than do the X-Men, he'd do Superman Returns. Such a good idea. Such well, a good th- choice. He also took James Marsden with him, who was Cyclops, which is why terrible, Cyclops isn't in the film. Either. Both of them. Yeah. He I had, did not know that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Brett Ratner was brought in. Yeah. Two mixed reviews. <laughs> my, my, I, can, I can name why I dislike this film with three bullet points. Number okay. one, no Nightcrawler. True. Nightcrawler is the best part of the second film for me. And mm. there's no logic to the character not being in the, second, in the third one. Realistically, although, although I will just counter that, Ooh. the film knew that, yeah. which is why you'll find, I believe, a PlayStation game, yeah, which is all about what Nightcrawler did between the films. I've and I will say I've, I've played the game. The game is all right. It's better than the third film. Um, <laughs> so point one is no Nightcrawler. Point two, um, basically undoes and gets rid of any point of one of the heavy elements of the first two films, which is Mystique. Heavy yeah. element of the first two films. One of the first things they do in the third film is remove her abilities. Yeah. Because yeah. they realise the storyline they're doing, she's a massive like plot breaker. I have to admit that that was like one of the most painful bits, is watching Magneto just disregard her. I, I will say, actually, acting-wise, it's probably one of the better moments, because it is like, oh, no, it's it. horrible. Yeah. but Because, yeah. um, actually, Mystique, up to that point, has been quite a good villain. And then just destroyed yeah i think if i'm remembering it right and i'm terrible at quoting films we've been over this but doesn't magneto say you used to be so beautiful you were so beautiful or yeah, something and now actually she's what she's done is she's gone from the blue with kind of scales gone into human and actually she's a very beautiful actress yeah and yeah. so it's kind of like that nice little kind of juxtaposition of you used to be beautiful it, it, it is heart-wrenching he took a bullet for him yeah. and he literally Gave her nothing more than a side glance. And that it, is the thing. You're not one of us, though, isn't it? It's, you're not one of us anymore. And yeah. I will say, it brings me a nice because she shares the exact same scene with the worst part of this film. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. God, now, have I not it? said the worst thing a film could ever do is bring Vinnie Jones into it? The thing is, I if you know, said that to me. Too did all right. Wasn't Vinnie not, Jones. Is it not the same guy? I don't no, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds no, is the juggernaut. juggernaut. Ryan is Reynolds he? is juggernaut. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that again. <laughs> the thing is, no, like, if you said to me, <laughs> if you said to me, what X-Men character would Vinnie Jones be able to play? I would probably have gone, well, if you were going to shoot him in, juggernaut makes sense because of the toughness. Off, but don't cast Vinnie Jones. <laughs> yeah, so there's two things about juggernaut that I don't like in that film. One, Vinnie Jones. And two, there's no link to being Charles Xavier's brother. No, Which but, really uh, annoys me. Yeah. You know when, you know the helmet he has? That's to stop Charles from getting into his thoughts. Because classically in the comic books, um, <laughs> Juggernaut is Charles Xavier's brother. Yes. I need to pay more attention. Yeah, but the reason, he... It's the reason the mum's dead. He, the, he killed the mum in an accident when he discovered his abilities. But also, technically, he's not a mutant. 
I didn't know that. In the comic books, he's not a mutant. He is already overly strong, just generally, and it gets um, uh, like uh, expanded by something else. He's not a natural mutant in the originals. But they already showed in X Men Two, which is my favorite film of all the franchise. Yeah. Um, Nightcrawler is meant to be Mystique's son. Never referenced. No, no, not at all. But they did show his dad in in the new set of films. Oh, it, it's hinted that what could have happened. Yeah. Because Mystique ends up on the same team as Azra as as Azazel. Azazel. Yeah. The Red Demon, which is how come you'd get because that the whole Azazel's power is teleporting. Yeah. yeah. And looks like a devil. So that's, but then again, they don't voice it. They never tell you that that's the thing. No, because then you've got another storyline of Mystique and Azazel got down. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of steer away from that. They're like, let's yeah. instead, let's bring Peter Dinklage in and rewrite another character. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, X-Men Last Stand is coming in for me. With my dad about the whole X-Men thing. And my dad said it seems to die whenever they bring a, a Jean Grey story into it. Honestly, when you try to turn yeah. Jean Grey into the Phoenix... The, the is, films just don't know how to do it. No, that's the problem. Is actually comic book wise, it's one of the best storylines. Like from the original cartoon series, it's oh, my, yeah. my favorite element of it because it's... she should be so powerful. And they do try that, but they just deliver it in the wrong way completely. The fact is, as a franchise, they've tried it twice now, and it has basically killed them off. Each I would time. say that the Last Stand does it better than. Oh yeah, uh, I would say uh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. But it's just by that point, I think they had some egos going on because by then a lot changed. Hugh Jackman was now top build. He used to be under Patrick Stewart yeah. and uh, Halle Berry had been Oscar. Well, I think she'd won an Oscar by this point. So she jumped way up to second place. Yeah. And they were now kind of catering to status rather than actually quality of writing. Yeah. Uh, and they were trying to fit in. Why wouldn't Cyclops be there? You know, it's just That's like another almost laughable element, really, isn't it? Yeah. When you have a whole load of characters who you, you paint this being the leads, good and bad, don't undo them instantly. Well, Recast, if you've got you're to gonna just do the, the Dark Phoenix storyline, Cyclops is so important. Yeah. And they just got to <laughs> <Yeah>. so early. <laughs> but they basically went, we don't need Cyclops. We've got Logan. Yeah, Logan's <laughs> centre of everything now. Also, you get the really <laughs> awkward scene of... Not only are we going to have Logan, but we're gonna we're gonna have the fake um, the moment Mystique pretends to be Jean Grey in the tent. So un- unnecessary and uncomfortable. Oh, that's in the second one, isn't it? I can't remember. It's whatever film oh, it's in this tent. No, Mystique goes through a few people, and it's all quite weird. It's like who are you attracted to, basically? Including, I think she even looks like another Wolverine at one point. I mean, that one I get. It's fair. It what was Hugh Jackman on Hugh Jackman? <laughs> But then it goes to like the little girl, doesn't it? It's it's, it's rogue. I think and... if if those films were made by Marvel now, when Mystique t- turned into uh, Wolverine, it should have been Ryan Reynolds as Wolverine. That would have been awesome. <laughs> or it should have been Ryan Reynolds Deadpool with claws. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Almost like a throwback. Now I think we should go into a segment. I think a segment. Which segment do you think? The one that we always start with. That's normally the exclusive one, isn't it? No. Is no. it not? Do no, not... Out, of, out of our regulars, it's gen- we're generally... Oh, out of our regulars. All right. In that case, it is... Character Battle. Do you know what made that more enjoyable for me? I watched Carly wince. <laughs> 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 Don't worry. He's not always that manly. 
<laughs> how did you find that, Carly? How, how, no, no, that was fine. That was fine. How did you find that, Carly? Please don't do that again. <laughs> oh, he has to. He has to end it, and then he has to do the next sections like it as well. You don't actually introduce the um, exclusive segment like that. No, because we don't have a decent name for it. No, we don't. It changes every couple of episodes. Hang on, wait a minute. Exclusive segment. <laughs> That, that's but that's not now anyway. That's not now. Take it back, Tobias. No effect on it. <laughs> see what I can do. <laughs> the problem is, Carly's can see all different sides of Tobias for this recording. <laughs> right. Okay. So yes, character. Battle. What is character battle, Tobias? Okay, character battle is when we pit two villains against each other. We've been doing it all season and here in the season finale we have the grand finale. We have two characters who will battle it out and we will decide who will be victorious of the season. Full on champ. Gold gold medalist. Gets the trophy. Yeah. The, the second person doesn't get a trophy because they'll be dead. Yeah. This is a battle to the death. It is definitely something we've mentioned before. Yeah. So uh, there's no point in pulling out anything out of the hat. I mean, oh, you, yeah. anyway, you didn't even have a hat. <laughs> Mine's just in a, in a cup with my face on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've just memorised. So, uh, which which one's your character? My character, which is definitely how this works. Yeah, is Pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh, is that the one you're going with? Cool. Oh, I think I will. Um, my character is Agent Smith from The Matrix. So we've got an immortal demon and a computer virus. Who's also basically immortal. Oh, we've done... I'll tell you what. We've done really bad at these people this series because they're all immortal. <laughs> they're all immortal yes. or undead. But one of them has to win. One of them has to win. Can they um, not just shake hands, call it a day and get a glass of lemonade together? No, these are villains. You're right. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Pepsi. Villains drink Pepsi. I like Pepsi. Yeah, but it's slightly off brand. It's not what anyone initially asked for. So it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Cola, like Tesco value. Let's discuss I think it. we've gone off on a tangent now, haven't we? <laughs> Tangerines. So, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, Pinhead yeah. versus Agent Smith. Now, the thing about Agent Smith that I'm going to put forward is that he can drive himself into you and turn you into him. That's very intimate. <laughs> it is intimate. He will put his hand into your neck. It is. But my question and is, would that work on bit Pinhead? By bit, you'll become an Agent Smith. Would that work on Pinhead? If he's in the Matrix and he has to be. For I that. hate this. I hate that element of Agent Smith. If he's in the Matrix. The thing is, if anyone's in the Matrix, they've already lost to Agent Smith. Not if it was Neo. Oh, but Neo is Neo. Not everyone's yeah. Neo, Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone can be lucky enough to be. Well, tell me, team. tell me, how can Pinhead beat Agent Smith? Um, well, what happens is Agent Smith goes to pat him on the back really hard and pins. Paper cuts. That's pretty much his strong element there. The thing is, I am not actually sure what Pinhead's abilities are. That's the problem. I'm sure doing one of these segments. Yeah. You Googled what he could do. On on the box, he can tear your soul apart. Can. The problem there is Agent Smith doesn't have a soul. He does not have a soul. He's a computer thing. Is he, 
the character known as the Hell Priest. I I don't I don't I've never heard him referred to as the Hell Priest. No. I think that, the Hell Priest sounds better thing. than Pinhead, though, doesn't it? Or leads oh, Pope of Hell. I'm sorry, Pope of Hell feels like an unnecessarily harsh thing. Um, He's the leader of the Cenobites. There you go. What powers does Pinhead have? Uh, Pinhead is highly resistant to damage and direct assault, able to shrug off all but the most potent attacks. His magic is also used for creating objects out of thin air, to teleport, creating explosions, of course, at distances and deceiving opponents with illusions. But if he's in the Matrix, none of that matters. No. Because he's not Neo. No, he's not Neo. He's not the chosen one. Which Neo is an anagram for. Um, so you're like, well, take out the word chosen. But yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was going, it's not enough letters. It's not enough letters. <laughs> Carly, do you know who either of these people are? I have been subjected to the Matrix since being with Tobias. You okay. liked the Matrix. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad, to be fair. Wasn't okay. bad. Have was... you seen any I, of the Hellraiser films? I preferred Mission Impossible. That's but... fair. I mean, that's fair. Have you seen any of the Hellraiser films? No. Do you know who Pinhead is? She doesn't like horror films. Yeah, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Carly's left the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, but do you know who he is? Like, do you, can visually, do, do you I can, yeah, I can visually imagine him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a scary-looking dude. He is pretty scary. If he kind of appeared in a dark alleyway, I'd be concerned. Yeah, but also if I if I got to an alleyway and I saw Tobias, I'd also be concerned. Where that sentence was generally going. If I saw Agent Smith at the end of the the alleyway, I would equally be kind of. Panicked as well. Or you'd go, that's that bloke who was Priscilla Queen of the Desert. <laughs> to be fair, my first my first response would be Elrond, not oh yeah, Priscilla. Fair, fair enough. But if I did kind of cross the the mind of it's Agent Smith, I'd be like, oh my god, what have I gotten myself into? Normally, Pinhead only shows up mm-hmm. when you open the puzzle box. So does this mean at the start of the fight? Agent Smith has to open the puzzle box and therefore does he not invite himself to hell? Will Pinhead only attack the person who opened it? Or is it like, once it's opened, anyone's free game? No, I think it's the person. Then surely he has to, otherwise there's no fight. Yeah. So by by opening it, Agent but Smith is dooming he's, himself. He's a computer. This is true, but Pinhead is also immortal and I, I worry we may circle on this. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, there's three of us here today. Oh, no. We could each say who we think yeah. would win the fight, and we've got a majority vote. A tiebreaker, I like it. Okay, well, I mean, I really want Pinhead to win. I think... Uh, right, so we're, we're saying that Pinhead is in reality. It has to be, sure. And, and drag you to hell. Because we said that it has to be on a plane where... Not a plane that flies. A plane where they can both use their abilities. But that could only be in the Matrix for Agent yeah. Smith. And therefore, I think Agent Smith would have the upper hand because he's actually from the Matrix. He's part of the Matrix, really. This is true. This is mad. Is I that... honestly <laughs> think I'm keeping up. <laughs> 
I'm going to say I'm going to say Agent Smith because it is literally his domain for it to work. I don't want to say Agent Smith. So I'm not going to. Right. Well. Oh, don't make me decide. That's the, that's the thing. Is that's though, the third guess Carly has seen Hellraiser. So I have seen default. Hellraiser, so I can't. I can't justify it. I am willing to accept the fact that realistically, if it's in the Matrix. Agent Smith probably has the advantage, but I'm doing it reluctantly because how I don't understand how Pinhead would find himself in the Matrix. He's not exactly going to be plugged into it. Yeah, but when you guys imagine your character battle, do you not see it as like in a certain place? Like in my head, I always imagined like a ring. In my head, I, I pitch it like a big old like Coliseum Arena. But we yeah. have, but the thing is, we're having to, we have to make adjustments. Round by round, just to allow each combatant to be able to because function. Essence, Agent Smith, being a computer program, can only exist in the Matrix. But didn't you say? But didn't you say at one point he it. comes? Didn't you say he comes into the real world though? He has to go into someone's body and be. So he takes someone else's body completely in a different face and everything. So but then Pinkhead could take that person to stop. That then surely their soul at that point is Agent Smith. Oh, this is awkward. Well, okay. <laughs> I think Liam's got you. Maybe, but from that point of view, should Agent Smith even be in the final? <laughs> I feel like it's. Really... I feel like you've met your match. Yeah, it would be. I feel like it'd be a really anticlimactic to have the final end on a tie because they both need their own plane of existence to work. <laughs> Which is what we've kind of got. You think that Pinhead's got it now from that? I think only because the fact that the argument of Agent Smith needs to be in the Matrix for it to work is disproved by the fact he can exist outside of the Matrix. But only with another body, which we don't have in the arena. That is true, but 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 humor me by 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 acknowledging that <laughs> it is possible for him to come into the real world. Yeah. And then combat it with the, the argument of how realistically would Pinhead be in the Matrix? Because you're not going to plug him in. Realistically. He goes wherever the box is. So if you had a program which recreated the box in the Matrix, then he would go to where the box is. Which would surely be... He's not recreating the box. It's not the so box. So it's not the actual... Yeah, it wouldn't would it be work? an actual box. The box would have to be a physical real item. But then... It's so complicated. <laughs> Oh, but it wouldn't be a final if it wasn't difficult to exactly. decide. Exactly. I mean, we've had other rounds where we've literally gone, yeah, it's that character. It's better that we're not sure. Okay, I'm voting Pinhead. Per- I'm personally voting Pinhead because I think my justification is I don't see a logical way of him being in the Matrix and Agent Smith can exist outside of the Matrix, even if the circumstances are questionable. Okay. I, to bring this to an end, <laughs> I will go along with that. Yeah. So okay. we're saying Pinhead's the winner. So in 20 episodes, we have decided <laughs> that Agent Smith is second. Yeah. Because he can, he can kind of ish go into the real world. Yeah. Um, and we have used that as a combat element for other people, even though they lost. Yeah. But that means, ladies and gentlemen, Pinhead wins. I have a follow-up question outside of it, but about it. Once the body that Agent Smith is in gets killed, what happens to him? 
Uh, Does he revert back to the Matrix? No, that's the end of him. So he, I was, yeah. So, because my argument was going to be, if he does revert back to the Matrix, once the body is dragged to hell, that would, in logic, cut him off from the Matrix anyway. All I can say, though, and this is this is a bit kind of meta, in a way. They are making a Matrix Four, and Hugo Weaving was asked to be in it, but he can't be in it for scheduling purposes, which oh. does mean that they must have found a way of getting Agent Smith back in it. Right. So technically. There must be. Maybe they use the thing of nothing on the internet is ever really deleted. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't empty the the, the wastebasket. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. Back to the films. Back to the films. Back to the films. And I think we'll, what we'll do is we'll carry on with the order we did before. So we're going to jump back to our lovely guest, Carly, for her second instalment. So, again, it's it's a franchise that I really enjoy, but maybe not specifically this film right. i'm gonna go with pirates of the caribbean so Ooh. third would be at world's end see i did think of this but i couldn't remember what the third film was so for me i was like <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> is that not another one where it's essentially a continuation they set up they've set things up in the second one yeah um, but this one, the the storyline was like all over the place and then they had new characters they had the company the east indian East India Trading Company, the Pirate Council thing. Oh, was it the one with a lot of crabs? Yes. A lot of crabs. I don't remember it. Because at the end of the second one, hadn't uh, Jack died? He'd been taken to Davy Jones's locker and they had to go (laughs) to rescue him. Oh, yeah, I remember. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It, It was weird and it was... I'm not quite sure what they were trying to do with that one, if yeah, I'm honest. What's his face from the Rolling Stones in it, though? Keith Richards. As Jack's Jason, dad. Yeah, Jason Teague? Did I, met, uh, did I mean Jason? Is his name Jason know. Teague? Teague? Teague is Blackbeard, isn't he? Teague is Blackbeard. Oh, I'm... Right, hang on. You're thinking of Keith Richards. I am thinking of Keith Richards. That's who I mean. I'm going to just quickly Google who Keith Richards plays... In um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Come on now. Captain Teague. Well yeah, so, yeah, so it's Blackbeard. But they have Blackbeard in the fourth film. Played I, re- by... I reckon they did that thing where they made him Teague. So everyone would go, oh my God, that Blackbeard. And then realised they wanted a different use for Blackbeard like, after doing it. Yeah. yeah. Because Teague is Blackbeard's real name. So yeah. I feel like they've just done that thing where they've... They didn't realise they wanted to use the character properly in the later one. Yeah. Maybe. And again, the later one's just awful. I love Johnny Depp and I love him as Captain Jack. But they 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 milked this one too much. So are you using this as an example of not a good film? Yeah, this wasn't very well. I get that. I mean, I didn't like the one with... Um, is it Penelope Cruz? Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like that one. I didn't That's mind. One. I didn't remind. I didn't mind uh, Salazar's Revenge or Dead Man Tell No, no actually, I thought that that story was quite clever. But the, the, it kind of acts almost as standalone, though. Really, mm. yeah. The, the fourth one is the odd one out because it was actually a book on Stranger Tides that was nothing to do with Pirates of the Caribbean. They wanted to make a movie of it, but decided to tie it in 
and then rewrote it to fit Jack and all that in. Whereas Salazar, Salazar's Revenge is just a written film for Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, well, to be fair, this is a very big franchise that was bought from a, a ride a, from a ride, Disney. Yeah. Well, it was, it was it's <laughs> the first ride adaptation. They just uh, did Jungle Cruise. That's just been released. That's uh, another one that's just based off of a ride. What? That is just a ship that goes around a, a, a pond. What is your expectation for the new film, which has nothing to do with Johnny Depp? I can't even fathom it. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but Johnny Depp made those movies. No, he he, he did, to be fair. But the but thing like is, it's... there's even argument against that now, though, isn't there? Because not not that he made it, because now things are because things are kind of shifting again with the Johnny Depp thing. It's, it seems to be every month things shift slightly either way, and they're now saying about things about him trying to form his own version, oh, his okay. own pirates film. Yeah, not pirates, but his own pirate themed film. Right. So I'm going to ask a question. You, I know I've sort of talked about this in private with you. Do you think? the franchise would have been as successful if their original choice of Jim Carrey had played Jack Sparrow. No, not at all. Unfortunately, no. I love Jim Carrey and I love Johnny Depp, but Jim Carrey was not fitting for that role But how do you think... Do you think it would have stopped at the first film, which I think is a really good film? I like Black Power. Do you think it would have got the next two, which were filmed back-to-back? Maybe. You might have got a trilogy. You may have got a trilogy. But you think it would have stopped Maybe. there? I don't Maybe. Know. I Maybe. just know it would have been the Jim Carrey show. And it would have been a very different show. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have had the same creepy feel. No, the problem is, even in the serious films, Jim Carrey is still rubber face. So it's yeah. still yeah. over-expression at times. And actually, if anything, um, Johnny Depp is subtle sometimes. With the way he, he gets into a character, he doesn't mould the character to him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, um, I actually, so, right, sticking to the third film that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is a bit messy. I think it's a bit self indulgent. It is wrapping up a trilogy. Yeah. But, and I do like where it ends with um, Orlando. What's his where, name? where they save his dad and then he ends up as the new Davy Jones. I kind of like that. And he, like. And the a... wedding that's officiated Barbosa. <laughs> that's kind of cool. But he, I mean, and, Barbosa oh, is credits. the best character in the films, aside from Jack. I, uh, yeah, I give you that. But, like, the, like, is it mid credit sequence where he comes back and sees Elizabeth and their child? Uh, I, mean, I mean, that's nice. They, they uh, did them good by it. Yeah. I think. They kind of, they basically did the thing where they kind of closed it off and then went, let's do more. Yeah. Yeah, basically. That's the equivalent of a TV series going, we'll do two seasons and then the network going, no, no, no. <laughs> You'll do four more. Okay, Tobias, what is your next installment into third films? Okay, well, you know that I can't do much talking without bringing Star Trek into it. <laughs> Has been said. Yes. So mine is legitimately Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. Okay. Was that the one that you expected me to go for there? I mean, I I don't know any of the Star Trek films except for Wrath of Khan. And I don't think I've even seen that. Okay, well, that was the second one. Ah, and there's something that's very important that you need to know about Wrath of Khan. And it is a spoiler. Spock dies. Yeah. It's pretty, it's it's pretty famous, it's isn't it? Spock dies. So therefore, the third one's called Search for Spock. Yeah. That's, and they decided that they really wanted Spock. It's, and it's just a two-hour film of Kurt walking around a space graveyard. That's all Leonard it is. Nimoy had, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy had quit. He didn't want to do it anymore. He he was fed up. 
And they basically went, look, if you come back, we'll let you direct it. <laughs> They're like, come on, you and there, you want And he basically went, all right, then. Um, and the whole film, and it is really weird. It's a there's a rule in Star Trek that the even numbered films are generally good and anyone can enjoy them, but the odd numbered films you have to kind of be a Star Trek fan, right? Okay, because they are normally a little bit self indulgent again, you kind of have to know the characters. Yeah, uh, so they set a thing up in the second film where before Spock died, he put his capture into McCoy. So basically Spock's soul is I mean, not knowing what that means. <laughs> that sounds massively um, invasive. And he was basically sent out into space as a dead body in a space coffin. And that landed on the Genesis planet, which was now basically terraforming itself. And every time it had an earthquake, which was like every three minutes, um little baby Spock would become a little bit older. He'd like, uh, and we had a very weird scene where every seven years, or when a Vulcan comes of age, he ha- he goes through the pond far, yes. which is basically they have to have sex or they'll die. Uh, and there's only one female, and she was very much in in the in the second film. It was Kirstie Alley who played Lieutenant Sarvik. Um, she didn't want to come back, so they recast her with Robin Curtis. But she's like an adult when it, he's a baby. And like half an hour later, she's got to have sex with him. <laughs> else he'll die. Yeah. And it's all quite, uh, it's like, when you think, when you stop and think, <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, that, that was weird. Uh, on the plus side, it does something very brave and it destroys the Enterprise. Um, you literally see the Enterprise burn up in the atmosphere. Um, and that's done by Captain Krooge, who is played by... <laughs> sounds Krooge. like they ran out of words. No, no, Klingon, played by Christopher oh, Lloyd, who is Doc Brown from the Back to the Future films. Uh, he also kills Captain Kirk's son. It, this, actually, this film sounds like it goes through it. <laughs> it, it. It does. It does go through it. And at the end, of the, basically, Spock's all right. <laughs> Spock's got his capture back. He's exactly the age that Leonard Nimoy needs him to be to play him again. Um, and yeah, Leonard Nimoy directed the whole film. Okay. Uh, and actually did a decent enough job that they got him back for the fourth one, which is generally deemed as one of the most popular films of the Star Trek franchise. Fair uh, but the third film is debatable as to some people hate it because it's so ridiculous. And some people go, but it gave us Leonard Nimoy a Spock again. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna yeah, like makes it. Sense. Okay, before we move on to my Carly question for you, mm-hmm. Star Trek. Do you like Star Trek? Are you a Star Trek person or no? Star Trek is like a massive thing with me and my dad. Right. In what so, sense? As in, you love it or you hate it? I don't love it, and I don't hate it. It's... It was something that I remember like watching with my dad, and it was kind of like a bonding thing for us. Which then kind of led on to like certain movies and things like that. So, do you do you know Search for Spock? Have you seen it? No, but I remember Wrath of Khan. Did you like Wrath of Khan? I I don't think I specifically liked or disliked. Because I'm going to say this, and this is controversial as a Star Trek fan. It's highly overrated. 
Star Trek fans will go, this is the best Star Trek film. That's how it and goes, go, though. The big ones that people seem to like, rah about, some generally are. I'm like, that's a little bit, it's a little bit dull. It's very iconic. It's got the, it's got the Spock death. That's a yeah. big deal for Star Trek fandom. But, it, yeah, it goes on a bit. Okay. And that's the film that all the other latest Star Trek films try to emulate all the time. It's like, no, just do your own thing. Not everyone is a fan of that one. No, that makes sense. Stop trying to copy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, so yeah. this time around, we've had Carly with one that, not so great, but, you know, watchable. Yeah. Um, the other end of it, you, you like the film. You like Central yeah, Scott. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind it. Um, I'm going for one that I actually do like. I'm going for Austin Powers' Gold Member. Okay, because I, I mean, <laughs> it would have been so easy for me to go for classic dramas or like action film superheroes, but Goldmember was one of the first ones that jumped to mind because I just really like the film. Um, I would say I way prefer the second one, the Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Goldmember. I think it's got a lot of good moments in it. Uh, now I'm waiting for Carly to. Admit something now. <laughs> it's only recently that I, I learned that Mike Myers played more than one character. <laughs> uh, you're like, you know what? They look similar. These different actors are very good. <laughs> I mean, thing, the thing is, Cully, I bet you didn't know, he actually plays everyone in the film. There's no one that's not played by Mike Myers. I love him as Mini Me. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I actually had to rethink my like the whole thing. For me, it's like, how sure convincing it is as all the women. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I just, I really like uh, Gold Member, um, because I just I just think it's an, a fun film. It's as far as third films go, they can be pretty crash and burn. I but, think no. I'm not always a fan of the actor, but I do think. I, I buy into Michael Caine being the dad. Yeah. That yeah, no, well. genuinely. That, yeah, that <laughs> it it makes perfect sense. sense. I mean, it does come with the really unnecessary cliche of their brothers. Yeah. But it's a cliche film. It's it's kind of worth. I think that's the things. whole point. Yeah. yeah. But, and, you know, it would be fine if we're never going to hear from it again. But we keep being told they're doing a fourth. There's a, yeah, but they've been talking about that fourth for a very long time. Now. But the problem is that... There used to be a valid argument of saying they've been talking about it for a long time. Look how long Incredibles 2 took to make. Yeah, yeah. but they're animated and they can all look the same. This is true. But, I mean, also, with Austin Powers, most of the characters are made up anyway. So, like, he's in masks for them anyway. You say that. Yeah, but Mike Myers himself is getting on now. But the thing is, they could play with that. And they probably would, knowing this. They'd probably yeah. do a jump so they didn't have to instantly tackle everything. Yeah, you know what they probably do. They probably do a, a new supervillain came out. It would be Scott. It would be the son of yeah, Doctor Evil. That, that was the way it was going. Years and years later, so now it's the two of them working together against them. And Michael Caine wouldn't be in it because he doesn't want anything to do with it. I wonder how he's aged. Uh, well, he's you know, well, um, Michael Caine or um, no, Seth Green. Seth. Seth Green. He's behind uh, Robots of the Voice of Chris. Yeah, like, I think he's still. Wise. He still looks like Seth Green. Yeah, he's he one like, of those who actually, at that age, just gets slightly older. Yeah. 
He actually, yeah, no, Seth Green and has actually, keeping in mind that if he did come back as the villain for it, he'd be fully bold anyway, because he lost his hair at the end of the third one. Yeah, no, he was properly set up for it, wasn't yeah, he? So he, he would be more Doctor Evil-esque. Um, I'd be interested to see what they do with the fourth one, but the problem oh, but is... but they have got that problem. Vern Troyer died. Who? Oh, Min- oh Mini-Me. me died. Yeah, yeah, he did. True. That is true. Which I don't know if but, they'd... But you know what? They could easily do it. They could easily handle it, because Mini-Me bonds with the dad. In the third one, seriously, he has not aged at all. I'm just no. showing Carly a picture of him now. Yeah, no, he hasn't. He's a bit beardier now. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, yeah. like with the Vern Troyer thing, in the third one, Minnie Me bonds with Austin Powers' dad. They have they bond throughout the whole film, and he even turns good for most of the film. So yeah. they could literally they could fob it off by not having Michael Caine back and say that the two of them have gone off together. Yeah, yeah, there are, there are ways actually, around. Both Austin and Doctor Evil can be upset by it. <laughs> They're both kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's the only fun. thing against it is a lot of the humour might be un uncool now. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't it's... exactly the coolest when the third one came out. But no. it's satire. It's a satire style comedy, which means you are more likely to get away with it. Yeah, I'd watch it if it came out. Oh, I would definitely uh, not I'd watch it. it. Yeah. yeah, um, but. Yeah. I, would we at this point call it a trilogy? Because there is only three. Because the trilogy um, I isn't would say it's just a trilogy. It's meant to actually wrap things up. I would say yes, because they actually do all the things you need to do to wrap a story up, basically. Um, except except for giving little things that they could do more. They the the fat bastard character, they make him skinny. They cancel the character. Doctor Evil's no longer your villain. He's good. Minimi is good. Yeah. Um, they've tied off a load of st- all the big kind of st- storylines. They've revealed who the mum of Scott is. You know, it's the weird Frau woman. Yeah. Um, I-, I think they have tied enough stuff up. They well, could just be a gold member in the end. A uh, gold member falls into a pot of his. Does he fall? He either falls into his own gold or he falls into the the pool of sharks, doesn't he, with a laser on his head? Right, it's a death. It is an outright it death. It is an outright death. Yeah, I'm sure but it is. We, we do know that Mike Myers wouldn't be able to come back without creating a brand new character. Oh, there so would be a new character. Yeah, definitely. Um, Did we ever know who the mum was? He just Who's... said it was the Frau. Was no, as okay. in Austin Powers' mum. Was that Frau? No, that was Scott's mum. No, Scott's mum is Frau. No, we never saw the mum really. Austin Powers could play his own mum, like in the Mrs. Doubtfire-esque Probably type. Would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Mrs>. Powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that, that's my my second instalment. Cool. Hate to buy us. I'm guessing we're going to do, uh, yeah, a yeah, segment. We we're yeah, going to we go are. to something exclusive. Oh, I love exclusive things. So, so, Carly, how do you feel about exclusive things? Uh, it's nice to be in on the in crowd. In on the in crowd, yeah. the inner circle. The thing yeah. is, if you're not in on the in crowd, you're the out crowd. So yeah, yeah you makes perfect sense. Now, I'm never in with the cool kids, so I, I kind of feel like I've been accepted. Now. Well, I think it's not... very important to to clarify here that we are in no way the cool kids. <laughs> what we are, we're the kids who know all about the badger. <laughs> I'm ready to know. You're ready. To well, know. in a short countdown, join us as we adventure into the lair of the badger. <laughs> For an exclusive segment. Uh, in three, two, 
one. Oh, we're back into the public oh. eye. Oh, you know what? I'm so happy that the badger didn't die. Yeah, uh, you know what? It was the season finale, and I was like, this would be the time they would kill him off and then not have to worry about him for season four. I know, but we've kept him alive. <laughs> I think it's Carly. Did the badger live up to your hopes and dreams? I feel like I've been left on a massive cliffhanger. I know, I, right? I know. <laughs> I know, right? And that is, ladies and gentlemen, because he was on the edge of a cliff. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and the thing is, he won't fall off of it, realistically, because we know he's got a flying dolphin that can save him. He has a flying dolphin. <laughs> I mean... All the risk of heights is gone. He can go on a Ferris wheel and not worry about it going wrong. He's I fine. Him. I can't wait for the merchandise to come out next season. <laughs> There'll be hats. Pants. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're solely put to, for Mandy fans. <laughs> there will, however, be um, um, Manny the Badger condoms. <laughs> so you too can feel as epic as Manny does. Oh, you can have a cheeky badger. Because <laughs> who, how else can you feel luckier than accompanied by everyone's best friend? A flea bidden vermin. Uh, this is not a honey badger. I uh, know they don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? You can only hear all this glorious badger antics if you become a patron. A patron. Not everyone is lucky enough as Carly to get a glimpse behind the badger lined curtain. And by badger line, it's not other badgers that we've killed and lined the curtain with. <laughs> it's not fake badger. No. There's some beavers in there. <laughs> That's the fakest of all the badgers. And quite a few Dalmatians. Yeah, doesn't look anything like a badger. No. no. That's in that's in um in honor of the new Cruella film coming out. Uh, what? Spo- not sponsored. No, not sponsored. <laughs> By <laughs> Disney. Surprise. Merchandise. <laughs> Surprise Disney, we're not sponsored. So we started our uh movie thing with Carly. So we're gonna end us for last round of these things with Carly. Does that make sense to anyone? Yes. And no. So Carly, what is your final entry? Oh, in that case, it didn't make sense. It's a mystery. I'm going to go with Harry Potter, I think. Ah, that was not what she was going to go with a moment ago. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so Prisoner of Azkaban. It's a good film. It's a, it's a good film. Oh, is it? Is it? I don't. I don't think personally that it's my favourite of of the books. Oh no, it's not. Uh, I would say it's not the best film. No. And if you're com- if you're if you're looking at just at the film and have not comparing it to the books, though, I think it's an okay film. Yeah. But I think you said about all of the like, Harry Potter films. I feel like the whole film is literally setting up for like the last ten minutes, though. Everything yeah. else is just kind but of like kind of all of the early Harry Potters do. Chamber of Secrets builds up only towards the big snake fight. True. I'm going to say I rate Prisoner of Azkaban as my favorite Harry Potter film. But why? It was the first one. Where I felt invested. It has werewolves in it. There was genuine risk in it early on. The whole it's a darker film yeah. than the first two, and the, the children are now a little bit older. It's the first one that really um adds a level of darkness and fear to it. It's the film directed by Alfonso Curon, so they've gone through a different director. 
So it hasn't. It does have a slightly different feel to it. A little bit more adult. But I also really like David Thewlis's Lupin. Lupin's one yeah. of my favorite Harry Potter characters. Yeah. Uh, that's the one with the the time turner in it, which I like that element. I think. Yeah, I I find the whole element of the time turner kind of contradictory to everything because you could basically solve everything with said time turner. Oh, you could. That's why she forgets it exists. <laughs> and it's never used or referenced again. No, no, it's not. The problem is, I think most things in Harry Potter could be could be plot hold just with the word magic. True. Also, like... there's no reason that most of the wizards don't know what some of the technology is. There's no logic to um, Mr. Weasley not knowing what any human things are. They do exist in the world. Yeah. True. Guns, yeah. telephones, mobile phones should still be a thing. They'd be early, uh, but they should be a thing. For, for me, it's my favourite of the Harry Potter ones. Uh, if, it's also got Sirius Black in it. Carrie mm, Holdman. Um, for me, this, it was the first film in the franchise that made me like Harry Potter. Yeah. So I wasn't a fan. I just had seen it because it yeah, was. You hadn't read the book, so you weren't vested in it before. No. Yeah. I, didn't. I will I... say that I do think it's definitely the first one to, to really be a bit more mature because the first one, it does feel very childish. Yeah. Just yeah, the approach to it. It's audience, though. Yeah. No, that, I mean, there's a reason to it, but I think you should be able to look back at a series and still go, they're all good films. I really do question the first one at times because I think some of it just feels cheesy and it didn't need to be cheesy it's all set up though really also yeah. i'm not saying this is a reason for or against the film is uh prisoner of azkaban the first one with michael gammon no this is the second yeah. one i believe isn't it is it not the second one i think richard no. harris was for the first two i can't remember which one he dies in i think i think you're right yeah so there was a bit of a change otherwise yeah well. the shift it my i mean personally my my favorite is goblet of fire i like goblet of fire I, I know there there are inaccuracies. Um, do, you, do you think you could watch the third film isolated and still enjoy it? I yeah. Don't think you can, I mean, you, I, oh, just and enjoy it? Yeah. 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 Because we were saying about, like, Return of the King, you would have had to watch the other two. Uh, really, at World's End, you would have had to watch the other two. I mean, at least the middle one. I think the, the phrase of, would you enjoy them? Yeah, perfectly. Would you understand everything? No, not at all. Because they are outright re- references to previous films. Everything that is set up is basically set up in previous films. Yeah. Um, the, the relationships between the friends has already been set. The whole thing on the train with the Dementors wouldn't be creepy if you hadn't already been set up the world. Yeah. But I guess you can, you fully, you can enjoy the film. Yeah. You can enjoy the film. But I, I think it's a, an enriching element to have seen the other two. See, I think that was one thing that didn't translate through. So having read the books, um, the way that they described Dementors is having a feeling that you will never be happy again. Yeah. And I remember Ron trying to say it as a line and just going, it just didn't carry over as well as you read it. But also you've got to remember, that is the only time the Dementors looked like that. They, they fully reworked them for the later appearances in the other films because they, they, they just realised they weren't the right approach this time it was just like a cloth face really wasn't it mm. and then they changed it to the proper hooded element where there's nothing underneath except for the sucking element they definitely knew it was the wrong approach but i mean i i think it's a good film it's not the strongest but i i, I for me personally but i think it's a good film it's the film i can 
I can identify a lot of points in it. Yeah. Well, actually, if I started to uh, try to identify, you are both way bigger Harry Potter fans than I am. Yeah. And if I started trying to pinpoint other ones, you'd tell me, oh, no, that's from that film. Or I, but yeah. I can tell the thing from Prisoner of Azkaban. That's fair. I have That's to admit, fair. one of the best bits in Prisoner of Azkaban is seeing Alan Rickman in a dress and like the feathered hat. <laughs> the Bogart is brilliant. The Bogart is a brilliant part of that film. Um, no, I fully, I fully agree with 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 that one. Tobias, what's your entry? I am torn because I had the film that I was going to go for, right? And then I remembered the existence of another film, <sighs> and it's. Actually, I don't know whether to go for it because... Just go for it. You just go for it. Believe in yourself. All right, then. It's the third one in a franchise within a bigger franchise. So I'm going to go for Avengers Infinity War. Oh, okay. That's not what's coming. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, Yes, because I always have this masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. Which is better, Infinity War or Endgame? Um, thing I, is, my mind doesn't consider it a third film. It's a, it's from the Avengers. There's four Avenger films. Yeah, true. And uh, true. they, it, you can get uh, a film pack of just those four films. Yeah, that makes what? sense. What? Uh, the four films are the Avengers or Avengers Assemble, if you're silly. Mm. Uh, Avengers: oh, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame. Yeah, those are our four films. I uh, hadn't even considered it. Because in my mind, it hadn't gelled that it was a third. Because in my mind, it's number one of a two. Yeah, but if you're not sure, if you don't know what the MCU is, you could easily just go, well, I'm going to watch the Avenger films today and think that's it. Yeah. You know? Um, And this is going to be my thing about Infinity War. I actually, I think I enjoy Infinity War more than I do Endgame. Okay. Um. I love how many characters we see. Yeah. Uh, what happens as such. And Thanos, the battles against Thanos are actually epic. Okay. Um, I just love the feel of the film, seeing fil- seeing characters, seeing the Avengers for the first time interact with the Guardians of the Galaxy. There, yeah. We get team-ups that we've never had perfect. before. It makes perfect sense. What? Yeah, I'm remembering the bit with Rocket and Bucky. Yeah. And having that on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was, there was just so much anticipation for that film. Uh, but as much as I love it, it is not a standalone film. Oh, no, 100% it's not. Uh, you, you, for me, they might as well slap to be continued at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because normally it's one step down from the Lord of the Rings just cutting it because at least they do something big at the end of it to make you go they do something Ooh. big and normally at the end of an Avengers film or any film really but we'll talk about the Avengers obviously spoilers if you've not seen it but Thanos the bad guy wins right mm. whereas normally the good guys win but then after the, the battle we get several scenes of winding down, them getting on with the next bit. You know, they have their celebration, they move on. Yeah. All we really get after Thanos is we get him sitting down smiling. Going, I have and, one. Yeah, but that's not enough. We needed to actually see the Avengers 
get on with life a bit. Yeah, no, I get that. And actually go, this is it. This we've lost. Yeah. Whereas there's uh you have the the Steves, oh god. And then Thanos smiling. And that's yeah. just not enough. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's how they get you to come back, so that's clever like plot but fighting yeah. on, on their front. But considering they didn't know where they were gonna cut the story. Because at one point they were gonna cut it at the snap. That would have been clever. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the whole cinema would have just gone, ah! Imagine, honestly, he snaps and it goes to white and that's the end of the film. <laughs> yeah. They'd have to rework. They'd have, yeah. I think if they did that, they'd have had to rework the way they then dusted them because the momentum starting a film with just dusting, I think, would have been... They wouldn't have had the carry behind it. No, I tell you what, though, they would have had a different thing. They really screwed themselves over from a marketing point of view because they really tried to make us believe that we weren't going to see Spider-Man again, that we weren't going to get Black Panther. Yes, they'd already announced films. And that was the problem with watching certain characters dust because they were new characters. That you yeah. knew had more films. That is yeah. the problem. They signed them up for so many film films. contracts. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, if you announce a whole like release schedule, you're like, well, they're not dead. Yeah, and when they started showing trailers and things for Endgame, they did their best pretending that these characters weren't in it. <laughs> they only showed you those who hadn't dusted. Yeah, but we knew. It's like well, we know, we know these things are. They haven't killed off Spider-Man. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's fair. And you just got him. Yeah. Uh, but that said, I do love the film. I just adore the film. No, it is, a, it is a good film. It is a good film. As I said, my problem is that I don't, I have never, my mind doesn't consider it a third because yeah. of where it sits. But I get how it is. And it kind of leads perfectly into my one because I don't count that as a third. And technically what I've chosen isn't labelled as a third because I've gone for Captain America Civil War, which is the third <laughs> Captain America film. It's titled Captain America Civil War. Yeah, but then Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. The problem <laughs> is that I've gone for some of that as a third installment. It's, it's named a character, so it's a character's film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I struggle in my head when I think of Civil War. I in my head I see that as an Avengers. Yeah, and it is. But that is kind of why my mind has gone. It's a brilliant third film because it's the introduction of Spider Man, and you get what fans want. Like the best moment ever. What fans wanted, which is Avenger versus Avenger. Yes, I mean, I do. It does have weak points. I actually don't think Zemo is a very good villain in it. I, I think he's underwhelming for a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. But this film let's genuinely brought me to tears. <laughs> let's be real though. Zemo in that film now is just set up for Winter Soldier, and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it's an origin of the character. Um, it, yeah, it was hard. Which bit brought you to tears? What was it that got you? I didn't like the the split. Um, it was the. Um, I think I might have actually crossed movies. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm I'm remembering it right. Which? I didn't like the bit where you find out that it was Bucky that had That's killed. Same film. Same film. Yeah, yeah That's it. that bit. Because yeah. I was like, I was so sort of like, no, Captain America is like the right path. Like you need to finding out that your best mate had like the thing killed. Is, you're not wrong anyway. You're still in the right because it's not Bucky's fault. That is the key no. element there. No, but it's so hard. Yeah. So, 
oh no, the pain of that was just like no. And then the fight following that, you you can feel uh, it. For, for it, me, this film gets my vote solely on any time there's Avenger versus Avenger. The big airport scene, the, oh, yes, the cat totally. versus Iron Man. I do but, like it when when Spider Man turns up and he's like, I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, the very first time I saw the film, I was disappointed. I'd read the comic. I knew what was meant to happen in Civil War, according to the comics. Okay, what was missing then? Captain America gets killed. He gets shot by Sharon. Because she's mind-altered. And she shoots set that up already. Maybe they've set up that up now. It's going to yeah, happen maybe. with Sam. Yeah, but th- this is the thing, right? So there was and you, uh, a character who we've not been given. Uh, oh, we have now. Goliath was meant to die. We don't have Goliath at this point. But I tell you who takes Goliath's point in the film, Ant-Man. You need someone big. That person. In the trailers, they show you War Machine getting shot and crashing to the ground. In the trailers. That's the biggest thing that happens for a two-way character. And it's like, you shouldn't have shown that. Because, you know, that's the closest we get to a character dying. Yeah, for me, it gets the vote just on all the things that the big moments of the film. Um, yeah. In hindsight, do you think it would have been a better approach to watch the film and then read the comic for you? So then you could compare it afterwards instead of going into it going, this is what, what? the comic. It's not what I say in almost every podcast. I always go, I think I enjoy more films by not having read the source material. Oh, this is the closest because... you're getting to that now. Yeah. Of... You don't. You're not a big book reader, so this is the closest. Oh, so I knew what should have happened, and because it didn't, I was disappointed. But every time I watch it since, knowing what happens, yeah, I love it. There's always that they could easily have called it Avengers Civil War. Yeah, but it is interesting that the film itself did take a side. The thing is, yeah, it, in, it, <laughs> it opens with you siding with Cap because it's like yeah. this is his film. And, I remember an interview with Robert Downey Jr. with someone asking him, are you the villain of the film? And he went, I wouldn't say I'm the villain, but it's not called Iron Man Civil War. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, so that is the end of the, the actual us listing films. We'll do our last segment and then we'll have a, a quick moment for any like honorary shout outs, I think. Yeah, cool. I've, I've got something to say afterwards. Oh, cheeky. Yeah, cheeky. cheeky. Oh, it's, it's it's the season finale. I thought I'd whack something out there, which you don't expect. Ooh. Oh, God. I'm not going to whack it out there. I'm not going to propose to anyone if that's what was worrying anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't my main worry. I, I can see. I was also, con- I was, I was also <laughs> concerned because I was like, if you do that, I mean, you outweigh when I gave you a, a birthday card live on, on, on the podcast. I'm like, that's my big moment for now. And <laughs> yeah, I also saw the panic in Charlie. But you know what? It's She's nice on a podcast to know where your relationship stands. <laughs> <laughs> so while Carly reels from that that not reveal, Tobias, what is our last segment? Casting couch. <laughs> yes, not only was there a win, so there was a jump there from Carly. <laughs> yes, casting couch. And what is that, Tobias? Every week. We choose a character from Lord of the Rings, who we will now recast as if it were being made today. The one rule is that they cannot have appeared in Lord of the Rings before. And because it is the season finale, we are doing the infamous Gollum. A.K.A. Smeagol. 
originally played by Andy Serkis. And yes, whilst he was mostly CGI, we can't still have Andy Serkis because he did play Smeagol and it was his face. Well, at the end of the day, he, he's, a, he's a physical performer. Yes. So it makes sense. Now, I'm just confirming I'm right in the approach to this. We're putting suggestions forward like normal that are going to be open to discussion from Carly, but Carly's not putting her own ones forward? I know she's, put, she's got I an option. One. She has got an option. Right, okay. Oh, okay. How are we dealing with that then? Well, I'll tell like, you what. We'll let her put hers in. Yeah. We'll put one each yeah, in. And then, and then we'll, ha- we'll have a discussion about another one. Awesome. Okay, cool. Okay, then. So, yes. Gollum. Carly, you're the guest. Off you go. My first instinct, and it literally came out faster than I've had like any input from the others, was <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. Oh, right, yes. Pennywise. Like, Who is this person? Pennywise. Yeah, no, I see it. And actually, having seen him as Pennywise, I, I could see it, actually. Still sounds good, yeah, I like that. But we haven't got him for anything else, have we? I, I think, think so. he's, come, he's come up for things. He has been mentioned. Think, for things. Did we not end up casting him as something like Nightcrawler for in X Men or something? I think we. Cast... I think he might have been, but that's fine. We're allowed to use casting for that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, we can. I just think that's where he's. He come definitely up. hasn't won anything for this season. If he's no, we have. I'm just yeah. thinking, like facially, the way that he is, just it would. Yeah, I think he'd actually make it slightly creepier. Oh, maybe. maybe more villain-esque. Maybe. 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 Yeah, he's physical. He can mm. do that. Cool. All right, who's, who's next then? You to the house. Right. Um, I have three people. Oh, and again, mine came from someone who I thought originally was too old. And when I said that to Carly earlier, Carly said, yeah, but if you, mostly he's going to be CGI anyway. And yeah. in the bit where it is his face, you can make him look younger anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, I always don't know how to say his name, but Steve Buscemi. Oh, Steve Buscemi. Okay, cool. Jimmy, is that how you yeah. say it? Yeah, Buscemi. Yeah. I just think, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He you know what? He's older. someone that actually, when I was thinking of my did come to mind. Yeah. But I, I, I again, I went, I just think he's, he's too old. Even with making him look you know, young, I think he's probably a bit too old. But I, I think I generally, I good choice. CGI, yeah. maybe, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But all right. Yes, I thought yeah. we might have the same first option. Okay, because mm. I reckon, yeah, maybe. My first option is Alan Tudyk. Ah! Because I was like, Tobias will put this guy, because he loves him. Yeah. Ah, and he's recently so been an alien. He, yeah, he's alien. good. I was going, physical performer, Can we know he's a good voice artist. Yes. Yeah. And he's a very physical performer. Can do comedy. And that is the thing about Gollum. He is everything. He's serious, you know scary. I think you, you, know what? I I think you... you. Even I am sat here just. He was. <laughs> when we said about Gollum, I was like, Alan Tudyk's perfect for that. Yeah. He, I just right. see. He, I don't I know how old he is. I actually thought... don't think. I, I've made a point of pointing him out to, to Tobias whenever we like watch something because he is literally in everything. Uh, my favourite <laughs> role, which is funny, is that he's the chicken from Moana. Exactly. He's the robot in iRobot. Yeah. He's the robot in Rogue One. Yeah. I love him in Great A Knight's Tale. Great actor. Yeah. Love him in that. Okay. That's, that was a good one. 
I, I, I genuinely thought we both have the same one for that one. I, he didn't come to mind. He did, and I'll, I'll tell you why. The next actor that I put up has been okay. so fixed in my head until I went. You know what? I don't think he's a good choice. And as soon as I had said that, I went. Everything went. <laughs> uh, and then I was like struggling, and then you know you were coming up with Bill Skarsgård, and I'm like, oh, that's a bad decision. <laughs> right. So so far we've got yes. Bill Skarsgård, yes. Steve Buscemi, and yeah. Alan Tudyk. Yes. Who I think is going to win this. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a really good, and I am surprised. I am surprised you didn't think of him. Put it this way, I'm going to be voting for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking myself. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if we'd all gone for him, I'd say we we won't even put poll up. <laughs> we'll yeah. say that's the one. Um, okay, so for the final spot, Tobias and myself, we're going to put one forward each and then discuss yes. it, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll let you put one forward first. Right, so I have a reason for why I'm going for this actor. Okay. The problem is, I don't think he's right for the Smeagol part. Okay. Which is a key point, but he would he would be good as Gollum. Because, aside from playing Gollum, Andy Serkis is very well known for doing the CGI character of Caesar in Planet of the Apes. Opposite, yeah. bad monkey, <laughs> Toby Kebble. Toby Kebble was Doctor Doom in the bad Fantastic Four, we'll forgive that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's also a very physical actor. He's used to the mocap side of it all. He okay. he, he is, I can't remember what the name of the, the bad ape is in the Planet of the Apes films. I want to say Kobol or something. Co- uh, yeah, it's um, Coda. Yeah, Coda. but that's Toby Kebbell. He's also King Kong ah, in uh, Kong Skull Island for some of it. Okay. Fair. Yeah, so he's it's not got... a name I know enough to go that's a person. He's in an episode, as an actor, he's in, in an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, okay. Um, he's the one. You remember the episode where you can, you record everything through your eyes and you oh, right, yeah. In- and erase stuff, which is yeah, a piece as well. Uh, but I just thought because he's played opposite Andy Circus, they've worked on that level and he's used to the physicalization. Yeah. He just doesn't look quite right for the Smeagol side of it, but you could that. probably screw out with CGI. So, yeah, okay, that's fair. I like that. Yeah. Um, mine is similar for me. Of I like the person. They might not be right for the physical element of it, but there's someone we know is okay at adopting voices. Right. I've put Ross McQuand. Ross McQuand. Okay. You're going to have to explain that. Ross McQuand is, I only know him from two things. Uh, He is the character of Aaron in The Walking Dead. And in uh, Infinity War and Endgame, he's Red Skull. Okay. Who was Hugo Weaving in Captain America, but Hugo Weaving didn't come back. Yeah. Ross McQuand is known for his um, impressions. Yeah. And that's actually the thing that got it. Because And I wasn't thinking based on an Andy Serkis impression. I was thinking, we know that he can do a whole array of voices, which means that you have the vocal capability to create this new sound. Yeah, he probably, probably could do that, yeah. Um, yeah, visually, he might not be right. But I could also see him as a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I could yeah, see but... him smalled. Yeah. Or shrunken, some might say. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so what are we going to do to decide? I don't know. Because the thing is, I I know who you are talking about. But apart from Fantastic Four, the bad version, I don't remember him from anything else. Okay. Um, hmm. 
I think personally you need somebody who's going to make it their own and if this is somebody that mimics others then it might not be embraced and like like with Will Smith and the genie he made it his own you want somebody that's going to bring their own flair that's so what you're saying is Will Smith <laughs> no I'm not I'm not saying <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see what else because I actually like, you don't know what else Ross Malkhan has done uh, yeah, I'm just trying to see what other, what else he's voiced in, and if they're all like impersonations and stuff. He does a lot of Family Guy robot chicken voices, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I mean, he's done a, an absolute ton of stuff, but I don't know any of the stuff to, to reference it. That's the problem. He was in a single episode of he was Han Solo in Phineas and Ferb. All right. There you go, like he's mimicking somebody. He is. Else. He is. Yeah. But for me, for me personally, that strengthens an, someone's appeal because it shows you you've got vocal capability. And to be honest, the fact that I can't remember who the dude Tobias put it out, even now, is for me is an issue. Okay, then we but, will. But if, if, if Carly thinks she should be the other guy, that is two on one. What do you think, then? Have you seen the other guy in anything? Toby Kebbell. If you don't know who Toby Kebbell is, then, but you do, do you know who Ross McQuan now? Have you seen, you, you've seen him finish all that stuff. Imagine his face. That's oh. because you don't actually see his face. Right. No. I am. Um, Getting, do you, so do you know what either of the actors look like? No. Right, I'm going to now show you both actors and you might then I might recognise them. Sure. So that's Ross McQuan. Was it Toby Kevill? Toby Kebble. Right, so that's Ross McQuan. Toby Kebble is coming up. Ironically, the picture I've got of him, he's also a very beardy man at the moment. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Mm. He, looks, he looks very similar to him a lot of the pictures I'm seeing of him. memorable and I don't know why. I recognise, now I can see what he looks like. I can actually see him. I, I remember him in Black Mirror. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going by the fact that he has op- he's worked with uh, Andy Serkis. He's done, he's done the same you know sort of jobs but that he's done. It genuinely surprises me that he, he does all this motion stuff because his version of Doom could not have been more wooden. <laughs> there, there's just so <laughs> yeah. little actual genuine emotion in there. thing was awful. Yeah. So, to be fair. But at least he wasn't Susan Storm. That's true. Because she um, might as well have not have been in the film. Right, we're, we're coming to a halt a little bit here, I feel. Yeah. So we need to make a decision. I'm ha- I'd be happy to give it to Kobe Kebble because he, he, he's he got the advantage if he's done the, the capture before. Yeah. Yeah, all right then. I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take the win. But it doesn't matter because we know that Alan Tudyk's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, because he's not up against Jensen Eccles. Yeah. So. No, he's not. Conceded defeat there. Yeah. All right. Okay. So there you go, guys. Uh, when this episode airs, I will put out Toby Kebble, Alan Tudyk, um, Steve Buscemi, and Bill Skarsgård for the role of Gollum, thus concluding this season's casting couch. Yeah, it does. Oh, this season has flown by. Now the question is, does yeah. it live up to the first two seasons? Was it a good addition? I don't know. I mean, there's only one person around the table who can tell us. 
you have how how many? Uh, you're still in season two, really, aren't you? Yeah. So you haven't got. Oh, two. we can't even ask the guest. Right. Ah. I'm going to ask a question now, which we have not planned, so therefore this might get deleted. This might get deleted. Old editor boy over there might go. No, I don't want to do it. Right. That's what it is. Pick something that has two films already. What would you want if you could make a third film for a franchise? The problem is I struggled so much to remember films that had three or more. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I don't know because I think films that are worth doing it generally haven't have either done a third one or haven't done a second one. I get that. But what I'm thinking is, if, excluding the all-female Ghostbusters, we are now getting a third actual film to the Ghostbusters films. Yeah, so films with just two films, yeah? Yeah, but we're looking for a third. I have one. All right, then. Carly's got one. Bring it Okay, in. go for it. Kingsman? Yes, right. So there's a third film coming, which is a prequel. But they are then going to make a, th a third one with Taron Egerton in the role. So, but you're saying that's one that you'd want to see. I I really enjoy Kingsman. I think it, it's very cleverly done, and yeah, that's, it, it that's would have my attention. Good. That's that's a good one. I'm being a fan of the Kingsman films. I would go with it. That's a funny story about Kingsman. Go for it. I only went to see it by chance. So I took one of my my best male friends to go and see Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> we got all the way to the cinema and he went, let's go see Kingsman instead. And I kind of dragged my heels, but I went to see it. But I'm very glad that I did. Good. Fair. It was a very good choice on his behalf. Yeah. Thanks, Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any films of just two, two in the series. I'm seeing a few around. Let's be honest, as far as this season finale goes, we could have talked about a lot more third films. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Terrible Easily. third films out there. Uh, yeah. and, may, and maybe we will get to those at some point. But it, it's obviously fitting with this being season three that we, we dealt with that. Um, I'm letting Liam find his. I Do you know what, actually? I yeah. think, ignore the remake, I think a, a proper Hellboy 3 would have been better than the remake of Hellboy. Yeah. Because I, I like Hellboy, and I didn't hate the Golden Army, but I, re I, I haven't seen David Harbour remake. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I, I, I like the Hellboy films. I think they're good, they're good films. Cool. If you oh. take them for what they are. Cool. Um, I've done that magical thing of forgetting uh -huh. what my answer was. <laughs> you mean you start a conversation with around. one thing in mind and then you forget it? <laughs> yeah, no, I did because I knew what I was going to suggest because I thought, you know what, I'd love to see. I'd love to see a sequel to those films. Uh, and now I've it's gone out of my mind. I'm looking at my giant collection going, that that's what I was on about. Well, they're actually saying that. We've had lots of different adaptations that add to the universe in non-canon versions, but I really like the film Return to Oz. I'd like to see a modern adaptation of a third instalment in the world, even if it didn't follow Dorothy. Because actually, the thing I liked about Return to Oz was the fact that you saw elements you didn't see in the first one. Return to Oz was creepy as sin. Yeah, it was. And actually, I liked that about it. Because the first one's classic, everyone knows of it, but I'm not scared. everyone knows there's a second one. Not everyone knows there's a second one. Right. 
This isn't what I was going to say. Okay. But it's come to mind now because I recently heard. I was confused because I thought there was going to be an animated thing. But I think they are now actually genuinely making it. They are now making a Gremlins 3. Yeah. Um, I love Gremlins. And I always had an idea of what I thought they should do with a third one. Right. But I knew that they wouldn't just from the, the budget side of it. Because I never, they never really specify what Gremlins are or where they come from. Yeah. But there was that theory that they were aliens. Which actually makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I thought, what if they come down, like, think you've got a load of them, and crash into the sea? Think of the mayhem that would ensue. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, we are getting a third one, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I doubt it'll go that way. But, yeah. (laughs) And I can tell you, that's not, that wasn't what my answer was. No. Uh, I mean, it, it could have been along the lines of an Independence Day three, but then I didn't like the second one that much. <laughs> that was that was disappointing. Um, I really do struggle to think of films with just two in the series, though, because I think generally, if it's worth doing a third one, they have. Maybe that there's the rescuers down there. I don't know a Lego Movie three. I quite liked the second Lego Movie. Is, I I don't really like the second one to the point. I can't remember much that happens in it. Uh, but make... I'm also not the biggest fan of the first one, so. I don't know if they're doing a Frozen 3. They are. They confirmed confirmed it when they released it. They're going to milk it for as much as it's worth. They pretty much confirmed with the second one they were going to do a third instalment. Maybe Horrible Bosses 3. No, they are so horrible now. (laughs) (laughs) They can't get any more horrible now. (laughs) Horrible Bosses, but it's completely PC. There's no unacceptable behaviour in it. Let's not, I mean, don't want to get into things, but the first two films have Kevin Spacey in them, so if they kept him in... Oh, of course, well, he's getting back into acting. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> this is a t- that's the time for a horrible... Actually, if anything, it makes him a really horrible boss. <laughs> um... <laughs> it's called yeah. Horrible Bosses 3. No, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. He's um, horrible. Uh, I, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I think it's probably a good time to wrap up. I think so. For the season. It's been a whole season, Liam. Oh. A whole season in lockdown. Now, obviously, when this episode goes live, uh, any polls that need to come out with segments will go live over on the Twitter, which is at the Manic with two N's. Very Very important. important. Now, this is the end of season three, and we'll be taking a little break from the main season until September. Yes. Generally is how it goes. I don't know the date off the top of my head, and realistically, it'll probably change. Um, (laughs) But... If you're thinking, oh no, how am I going to get my manic fix? Fear not, because there will also the, the film club's going to carry on running, and we're going to do some minis, yeah, to, to bridge the gap between seasons. Yeah, you know, just give you something to you know quench the thirst of manic. Um, but I think season three has been a fun season. It has. I've liked the mix of themes and topical. In a couple of weeks, uh, when she's into season three, Carla will let us know that she hates it. And yeah. <laughs> actually, season two was the peak, and we should have stopped. Yeah, maybe. But Probably won't get to her episode because she'll like that because uh, we'll have started season four by then. <laughs> yeah, we'll have. yeah, we will have. Yeah. Um, if you have any suggestions of what you want us to do for season four, then sign up to the Patreon or we won't listen. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty much the rules. Yeah. We say in the description for the Patreon that you get to help shape the future of the podcast. Deadpool 3. Deadpool this 3. time in the MCU. That should have been the third one. Deadpool <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> He's really dead in the pool. Deadpool. The deep end. Uh. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I started thinking of really inappropriate titles for a third Deadpool film, and I was like, I can't right. put it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> um, before we wrap up, just want to say thank you, Carly, for being a guest on the season finale. It's the first time we've had a guest on a finale. Yeah. Thank hey. you for having me. You are welcome. You are welcome. Didn't like how you said that, Tobias. Didn't enjoy that. <laughs> Didn't enjoy that. It's like how you signed off your TikTok the other day. Didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Cardi said something along the lines of, of, or you said something about take me. And Cardi went, I will. And I was like, nope. <laughs> no. No. Is that how it went? Yeah. Pretty so. much. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, I was scarred yeah. For, yeah. for life. Um... <laughs> I've got my finger on the cross button just in case you start pulling that kind of stuff now and I have to close the close the cooldown. <laughs> and, just lose, and then lose the whole recording because I can't see that kind of stuff. No. I'm an innocent soul, I'll have you know. Yeah, right. You've got two kids. You're not that innocent. How dare you judge me? Those in glass houses shouldn't live in glass houses. Um, <laughs> which I think is the real crux of the matter. Yeah. Um, and on that bombshell, thank you very much, Carly, for joining us. It's lovely to have you. Maybe if you didn't hate the experience, you'll come back in the future. And I think the real thing that we need to hope is that you being a guest hasn't negatively impacted your relationship. Because <laughs> if anything, <laughs> me and Tobias bicker, and although it'd be nice to see that on someone else for once, <laughs> I'm not wishing that upon you. Oh, so really, we're 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 ending season three on a cliffhanger because we haven't got a will they won't they. It's a will they last till season four? Will they fall out over the podcast? Because that's the kind of messy thing that I would fall out with Tobias over. Yeah, it's true. Cool. We so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap up season three and into season four by saying thank you everyone for listening to season three. It means a lot. We'll see you for season four. I forgot how numbers worked. Carly, say goodbye. Goodbye. Tobias, say goodbye. Toodles, people. Oh. And <laughs> I was about to say Liam, say goodbye, but that's not how you say goodbye when it's you. <laughs> stay safe, everybody. We'll see you for season four. And most importantly, stay manic. Bye.